Hi folks, welcome to Your Quality of Life Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm extremely happy to be with Susan Farling. Hi, Susan. Hello, Dr. Christine. I'm delighted to be here with you. I'm delighted to have you and just call me Christine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I know from you a little bit, we talked before, you have an undergraduate degree in art I and did. then were a nurse for 10 years and then became a counselor and psychotherapist for 30 years. Yeah. So you're still young at heart and now coach women and men in their retirement transition and beyond. Tell me, how did you get all those things wound up and end up where you are now? Thank you for the question. And it feels like going back a long way to start there. I think, I think my love of art has wound its way through my life right up until the present. And it manifests in a love of poetry and a love of metaphor and that sort of thing. But um, I needed to do something that felt practical. And, and my mother had been a nurse and I had, there are other nurses in the family. So I thought, well, all right, then I'll, I'll do that when, when I became 30. And uh, so I had visions of traveling and being a nurse. It didn't quite work out that way. It did a bit. Um, so in nursing, what I discovered that I enjoyed was the moment of connection with the, with the client and all the hustle bustle and all the tasks that needed to be done seemed to me to just uh, to, to interfere with the, with the kind of connection I was interested in. And so I became fascinated as well with the body-mind um, interaction and also with the wisdom uh, and self-awareness of the clients I was working with. Because as a nurse, my job was to tell people what to do and to follow doctor's instructions. But it quickly became clear to me that people had really uh, strong and, and um, you know, wisdom uh, that came out of their own experience that, that uh, I, was, I was more interested in listening to that. And so that's, that piece is essentially why I went back to school and uh, got my master's in, in counseling, which was a very affirmative uh, experience for me because actually the research at that time was leading in the direction of um, Rogerian uh, kind of listening, mm -hmm. which suited what I was doing. And then from there, I went well, on. I said, don't know Carl Rogers. He was the first book I read about psychotherapy when I was 16. It fell into my hands. I was in Germany in English on becoming a person. Uh -huh. Personal psychotherapy. Wonderful. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and so that, that was kind of, uh, as I saw it, a bit of the foundation of what I uh, started to learn. And then from there studied body-mind body, psychotherapies and, and uh, um, uh, psychotherapy. Um, uh, I did an internship following, following graduating. Anyway, and then, then became a founding member of a very thriving uh, counseling psychotherapy practice for 30 years, which was wonderful. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it and worked with people from 18 to right into their 80s uh, through all their different kinds of transitions. And now as I'm, uh, my peers are now retiring and my clients actually are, are wanting to talk about their retirement, uh, I've made a specialty and a focus of the retirement transition. And I think it's an exciting one because it just, um, 
it has all the different elements of any transition, plus the added advantage of all the years of experience and um, learning that has already taken place. And then to, to support people into moving into a very rich uh, third stage of their life is, uh, is very gratifying. So I feel, I feel like I'm exactly where I want to be in terms of my career. So thank you for the question. That is so wonderful, Susan. Uh, you're such a wonderful person to do that. Let me ask you a question. Why would anybody want to retire in the first place? Well, that is a very, a very good question. And one that I think many people come up, uh, come up to. Uh, there still is the uh, societal um, um, notion of retiring around uh, mid 60s. And in truth, uh, there are many people who are just have not enjoyed their work experiences and are very ready to leave that particular environment. And then what they choose to do next uh, is very much dependent on their values and, and uh, you know, what it is they want to, how they want to create meaning in their life. And, uh, and so some people choose to um, do some of the activities they've always wanted to do and have never done. Others love the idea of launching a new career, sometimes a second and third career. So some people don't want to, quotes, retire. I mean, retire has a, an, a very old um, a connotation of moving away from society. And I think that that is, is being very debunked these days. It's, it's, a, it's, a different, um, it's a different world that we live in. And it requires a great deal of flexibility, I think, from all of us. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I know many people, especially of the lower classes, that maybe don't have that much money to retire, but for them, they retire for physical reasons. Maybe they were a physical laborer and mm -hmm. they were getting sick, their body is worn out, and now they are forced to retire. And what do yes. they do? They flop out on the chest of you watch TV. Would you call that retirement? I would call that exhaustion. You know, I I, I, personally, one. <laughs> yeah, I I personally don't really like labels. You know, I fussed around with the word retirement for a while when I started to focus in on this part of uh, this transition. And then I decided, you know, what's more important is what what's actually happening, what really matters to, to people and how are they going to create meaning and purpose in their lives? How are they going to find social activities that are satisfying? Where are they going to find their sense of self? Uh, in this next stage and phase. And the other piece is that, um, you know, I do believe that it's uh, um, possible to truly transform our experience and uh, having experienced that myself a number of times in my life. And so um, I think we can do that at any age and stage. I couldn't agree more. As, as my mother says, it's never too late to start living your best life. And I'm so right. happy to speak with somebody that helps people just like I doing exactly that. That's wonderful. Right. So tell me the story that we talked about before. Okay, I, I would love to. Because uh, this is a story I really haven't talked about um, publicly. Uh, and um, I had, a, a, it's about a, a 30 year old experience in the past, uh, my doctor always used to say to me, you should write a book. And so rather than writing a book, I'm gonna tell you about it. Uh, 
So when I was in my early 40s, I developed severe uh, adult onset asthma. And uh, I had overextended for many, many years. And uh, at that time had a, a private practice and a young daughter and husband and a very busy life. And, um, and my body just decided it was done with that. And, and uh, so I, um, I could not rely on my energy. Uh, what went really was my social life because I, I kept forging ahead with the things that felt absolutely crucial, my parenting and, and uh, working. And so um, colds were an absolute disaster. Uh, I was canceling right and, uh, right and left uh, in terms of activities. And I started on prednisone. And I was on prednisone for four years. And for people who don't know about prednisone, it's, uh, it's a drug that has side effects um, other than the ones that are, um, it's an anti-inflammatory, but it also caused um, early onset cataracts, it caused uh, bone loss, it caused uh, weight gain. But I developed a kind of a psychological dependency on it because I felt like without it, I couldn't breathe. And uh, I mean, I had spent nights sitting up um, feeling as though I was breathing through a straw, unable to get my breath and writing out my will. I mean, it was, it was a seriously debilitating uh, illness. And then in the middle of that, I, um, I got one of those uh, super bugs. And so I was uh, taken uh, rapidly to hospital and was very near death for um, um, a number of days and then stayed in the hospital for a week or so, a couple of weeks. But, and, and where I got um, antibiotics, just all kinds of antibiotics. So when I came out, I was about as, as weak as a little bird in a nest. And, uh, and, and yet I felt very determined to return to health because I had this wonderful, beautiful, creative little daughter and, and she was my motivation. How old was she at that time? She was, uh, she was in her early going to school. So, so um, four, five, six, seven in those years. And, and so um, what happened was um, I tried just about everything. I went to acupuncture. I went to, I worked with a therapist who worked with people who had cancer. I, you know, I just, I tried everything alternative that I could think of as well as I was using the medications I was um, being told to by um, traditional Western medicine and um, nothing worked. And I had a professional um, person tell me, a man who works with lungs, he said, you can run around and do everything that you want. I've seen people before doing it, but your prognosis is not gonna change and it's gonna get worse over time. And, you know, I thought, I actually thought that was a pretty arrogant statement. And I didn't, uh, I didn't take it on as my experience for some reason, I don't know why, but yeah. I just didn't. And at the time, my husband, my now ex-husband, but my husband at the time, went to his doctor and told him what was going on with me. And that doctor had just come back from a conference and had learned about an Ayurvedic technique, a protocol for asthma. And the simplified version of that was eliminate all whites and go on massive doses of intravenous vitamins. Now I had been circling around 
my diet thinking, okay, it's getting clearer and clearer that what I need to do is massively change how I eat. And I was resisting that because I love food. I love to eat. I love what I was eating and I like to drink my wine. And so I was, I was in resistance. I did not. Your food want... was just not loving you back. That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so I did, I went on this protocol with all, I just went uh, feet first. And I realized that a couple of things, one, I didn't like getting the um, intravenous vitamins that felt invasive. So I found a high quality um, commercial vitamin that I could use that filled that gap. And then I realized I needed to do a detox. And I found a system. Uh, it's called the Body Smart System, Elaine Silvers. It's very old, but I, at the time, it was as new as I could find. And uh, I went on it and followed it to a T. And, uh, and I had, uh, over time, a healing crisis, so, which I didn't have a clue what, what it was, what was going on. Um, I developed, um, I leaked uh, fluid from every orifice, like my eyes leaked fluid and my body um, developed I think it was three or four kinds of pustules and you know I categorized them <laughs> because they were all different and they came out of my chest and my face and my arms and my daughter said mothers are not supposed to look like that you know <laughs> and I'd wake up in the morning and it was still there and I started I you know I didn't know what was happening because I was eating all this excellent food I was doing food separation I was doing all the things I was supposed to do and here was this event that was most unwelcome uh, happening. And uh, my, th my thinking was foggy. I now know I was, I, was I was essentially poisoning myself by doing it too quickly, but I didn't know that then. And so I went to doctors and a nutritionist and they all said, we don't know what's going on. I got in touch with the author. She had never heard of anything like that. Um, the one person I went to that was sort of encouraging said, keep doing what you're doing because some it's it's something's happening i don't know what it is but something's going on so essentially i had to go on faith because my alternative was to go back to the old way and i was dying so i could not do that and so i i went on faith and i went on love for my daughter and came out the other side and i had not been that healthy you know it took me a while to to really regain my robust strength but I truly have not been as healthy since then. I mean, I have been healthy since then. It's great. I go back whenever I sort of slip because I, you know, I don't stick to that protocol um, rigidly at all. But when I do find myself getting a little droopy, I'll pull back towards that and, um, and maintain my health that way. So I may not have written my book, but I've told you my story. Thank you so much, Susan. Such an inspiration. And I hear it from my clients over and over that once they started doing the things they knew they should do and actually applied it to their life and kept it up step by step, they got better. Yes. And I love what you're saying. It's so true. And we have to address all areas of life like you did, not just walk around one and do everything else because that may just be the area that you need to address yes how did that uh agree with your experience later as a psychotherapist well as a psychotherapist i mean as a 
as a, uh, a person in the world, I've also uh, had a, the wonderful advantage of going for my own therapy yeah. and, uh, and experiencing from the inside out what it is to transform. And so I, when I talk with my clients and as a, uh, not just a psychotherapist, but as a coach as well now, um, I know that we can transform because I've experienced it. I've, I've, I feel it and I feel like I'm still in that process. I think it's an ever, ever going, ever, ever, you know, continuing process of growth, of transformation, of recognizing what stands in the way of um, really shining my light and my client's light and, and uh, supporting people to move into that place where they feel they can uh, expand into the self they want to be. Do I hear that uh, you have the word growth as a meaning of what you're doing? Uh, growth, yes. Uh, transformation, yes. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I just see here, I have and behind my computer is a wall, yes. and I have a big poster on there with a big word on it growth, and then personal work, financial, and for others. And that's yes. what I'm doing constantly. And I'm yes. going on 60. I'll be 60 next week. I'm proud of it. Yes. And the more I get older, the happier I get. Yes. And, and that's very interesting. If you're not happy living the way you're living now, you will never be happy. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it, 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 I don't know if you've heard of the U-curve of happiness, which oh, is, sorry. it's very interesting, apparently, and this is a global, this has been globally studied. Um, when we, we, by the time we're in our late teens, we start to lose our sense of personal happiness apparently and it's kind of grounds out around 40 to 50 and starts to rise again so by the time you are in your 60s you're back to feeling as um much happiness and joy as you did as a, an adolescent or young person and then it goes on up into your 80s so that the capacity for pleasure and enjoyment is truly expands i have a I have theories that that's about living in the present and and taking joy in in the moment more and more as our life as we develop a frame around our life more and more and appreciating the little things yes like our conversation right now it is wonderful it to is be in contact even via zoom it's the next best to meeting in person that's right uh, to a real person and talking about issues that affect us all Yes. Because we are all humans. Yes. Some people are running away from their own life. Yes. Mm -hmm. what was yes, I think that's probably why we made a connection in the first place. Yes. Uh, what was your most memorable patient or client? Of course, no names, but just. Well, you know, the most memorable client for me is typically the people I'm working with right now. You know, and uh, people who are who who come very challenged and are willing to dig in and and uh, do the work and take on the challenges and um, and be honest about where they are and what the struggles are and and honest too about their successes and their celebrations and you know. Um, I just, uh, I just, I truly, 
celebrate my the 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 people the clients my clients who are well I just celebrate them all really and I feel that's really a mark of great coaches because we all learn the most from our clients don't we yes by experiencing secondhand what they're experiencing we are growing as people ourselves oh truly all the time I'm I'm humbled by um by what I learned, yes. Yeah. And one of the most memorable moments in my life was when I was in the six weeks group psychotherapy program after I was in the mental health program, program after I tried to kill myself in 1998. And one of the ladies in that program was 83 years old. And she was very depressed and down and she took on the challenges. She transformed her life. And at the end, she was our inspiration. And that's where I got my motto. It's never too late to start living your own life. You, she was 83 then, God love, I don't think she's still alive. <laughs> I don't know. That's a long time ago. Maybe she yeah. did. But at least she had a good rest of her life. Yes. Well, and you know, I, I started to feel liberated when I turned 70 uh, and I stopped dyeing my hair, <laughs> yes, <good for> you. <laughs> you know, and and uh, yeah, and I'm I'm mid 70s and I'm I really uh, think it's a great time of life. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I'm looking. I totally am looking forward to getting older myself. And if your listeners and our listeners get older there and many of them and you all will get older unless you die before that <laughs> the alternative is not good <laughs> for it's, most people yeah. <laughs> and it's never too late and mm -hmm. find somebody that speaks to you whether it's Susan or myself or another coach or psychotherapist if you're not living your best life mm -hmm. I was just thinking as you were saying that that I think one of the qualities that uh creates resilience as we age is curiosity. Mm -hmm. Curiosity and, and just interest in our surroundings. You know, there is so much to be fascinated by in my, in my perspective. I, I understand that that is not necessarily true for everybody, but um, yeah, it, just as you I were like, talking- I like I, that point. And my mentor, Dr. Amen, always says, be curious, not furious. Mm -hmm. That is such a nice turnaround. So many people are upset when their expectations are not met by life. And that yes. happens a lot. If instead you are curious, your attitude changes. So I, I totally agree with you. And life suddenly becomes a fascinating quest of search and finding. Yes. And, and um, what you just said around attitude, I mean, really the research around the impact of attitude on our cellular health, on, on our emotional lives, on our physical lives. It's just, we have a huge impact on, on our experience uh, with the, the attitude and we have choice in attitude, you know? We have choice. Mm -hmm. That is an important point. And I love that you said that mm -hmm. because we can choose to pursue happiness, to pursue our best life. Mm -hmm. And we can choose to accept the help if we feel that's what we need. Mm -hmm. And it's our choice 
to be angry about everything that comes across us mm -hmm. or to accept those serenity prayer comes in what we cannot change and change those things that we can and one of the things we can change is ourselves our attitude what we are eating what we are doing wow that mm -hmm. is that is a good one i love that Susan. Mm -hmm. well i actually that. wrote a book one choice at a time a, pra a counselor's practical guide to uh to well-being and uh i i do believe uh it's one choice at a time one choice sometimes at a time. can yeah. they find that uh, where can they find that on Amazon uh, it's, it's it's in its second edition and so it's going to be coming out uh soon but uh right now it's not in print okay so in the second edition it will be online on amazon and all those yes. sellers chapters indigo and wherever you want to mm -hmm. go Awesome. And of course, on your website, which is? My website is uh, www.susanfarling.com. And uh, anybody who chooses to go there can download. Um, uh, and if they're interested in the retirement transition, they can download um, an ebook that's called uh, The One Big Mistake Even Bright Savvy um, People Make About Retirement and How to Avoid That. That sounds that. interesting. And I bet <laughs> it's not how to invest the money if you have it. It's not about that, right? No, it's not at it's all. It's better that. than that. Yeah, it's, mu it's you know, much different. money does not produce happiness at all. Mm -hmm. Well, it buys toothpaste, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, important to recognize, I think, that it's certainly not the focus. Uh, yeah. And you, that, know, that, that, you have to have enough to have safe living quarters yeah. as safe as possible in life life is never safe and uh enough to eat for the next yes yeah yeah, yeah that that i agree but if you have yeah. more than that it's a luxury yeah the the ebook is packed with uh yeah. practical suggestions for how people can uh in a very uh, down-to-earth way uh, support themselves through the retirement transition and beyond. And I actually looked at that and I completely agree. It's a great resource and I recommend all our listeners to download it. I put the link to your website right under your video. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and it will be in the podcast notes and all that. So if you okay. want it, feel free to reach out to Susan. If you can't find it on the website, reach out to me. And we'll be so happy to send you to each other. Good. Yay. Thank you so much, Susan. It was a great conversation. And maybe sometime we can even talk more. Yes, that would be lovely. Thank you so much for the invitation, Christine. I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much. And, and all our listeners, go below and subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel. And let us know what you think and what else you want to hear and see. Bye-bye. Bye and best wishes to all out there. <laughs>